This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's pray and get into God's word. Father, we are in your presence. Thank you, Lord, for ministering your love, ministering your grace. Lord, your presence is everything to us, Lord. We pray that you'll move in our midst, even as we consider your word, Lord. Thank you for all that you've in store for us, Lord. Minister your word. Make things clear to us, Lord. Let there be clarity in vision, in understanding. We want to be changed by your word. We want to be changed, transformed with the power of your word. Only your word can change us, transform us, Lord. Make us better, sharper. More effective in the kingdom. More in the likeness of Christ. Only your word can transform us, Lord, in the likeness of Christ. Today we seek that transformation. We desire that transformation, Lord. Do let the word work in us, Lord, mightily. Amongst us, mightily. Thank you, Papa, for what you have in store. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We are learning the seed principle. Say seed principle. And we are, we are learning its application in everyday life so that we can benefit out of it. Say benefit out of it. The seed principle is given to man so that we can benefit out of it. Amen. And last week we considered the bountiful supply of seed which God provides. It's a bountiful supply. It's a bountiful supply. God does not give seeds in, in uh, uh, sparingly. God is not a sparing giver. And when God gives, he, he lavishly gives, bountifully gives. Amen. And we are considering how bountifully a Christian receives seed. Amen. Right now, right from the time we started the service till, till this point of time of service, you have received a lot of seeds. And, and, and sometimes I, I, <laughs> I wish we had this reminder every now and then, take care of the seeds. Take care of the seeds. Don't spill your seeds. Don't spill the, spill the seeds. Don't waste the seeds coming your way. God is giving you seeds. Amen. When, when you go out of this, this uh, service, after the service, you're going with a truckload of seed, like we considered last week. When there's word coming and from everywhere, right from the time we started the prayer, uh, the time of exhortation, the, the time of worship, uh, everything in between, the time that you got with each other, what is God doing? Is giving seeds, amen. Is giving seeds, so that we are we have no excuse to not sow. I hope you did some major sowing this week. Three people have responded. That means, I don't know what that means. I hope you have done some major sowing this week, amen. The sowing of God's word, the sowing of the goodness of God, amen. God wants us to be farmers for life. Amen. In his kingdom, God wants us to be farmers. I'm looking at a, a, ch a church full of, a, a sanctuary full of farmers. Amen. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, are you a farmer? You can, you can ask your neighbor, you look like a farmer. Some of them might not take it as a compliment, but. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because there is no legit, legitimate reason. Um. There are no legitimate reasons for a Christian um, to say, I don't have enough seeds to sow. 
there are no legitimate reasons for a christian say this, to say there are no opportunities for me to sow god is a provider a bountiful provider of seeds is a bountiful provider of opportunities to sow amen all around us we will we'll find opportunities to sow the seed that god is giving us we also considered the most important aspect in that parable the parable of the the growing seed how many of you remember the parable of the growing seed and i i told you the most important aspect in that parable um you know some of you said it is the soil it's a sower it is a seed uh and so on and so forth the most important aspect of that parable is the say it loud T- say timing timing man timing is everything in the kingdom timing is everything god has ordained timing to sow god has ordained time to rest god has ordained time for the growth god has ordained time for the sprouting god has ordained a time for the 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 head to come the blade to come then the head to come then the mature grain to appear in the head and god has ordained a time for the to place a sickle a man said timing that's the most important principle uh, which goes hand in hand with the seed principle timing is almost like you take a seed and if you if you can uh, if you can imagine with me inside a seed god has placed an internal clock god has placed an internal clock within a seed and if the sower can move in sync to the timing of this clock he will benefit greatly out of that seed amen hallelujah god has placed a divinely placed a clock within a seed or seeds that he gives you say timing the next time you look at a seed you should say timing it's about the timing man it's about to say process we talked about the process as well timing and process are the same thing it's two sides of the coin say process one more time so if, to god timing is important to god the process is very precious man it is a very precious aspect of the seed principle and in the kingdom we have to move in sync with the timing of god we have to move in sync with the timing of that that is placed within the seed amen there's a timing for the harvest the most important lesson that i want you to remember even as we study the seed principle the most important lesson of it all is that you must never say never you must never bypass the process of god You, you must make a decision in life i am not going to bypass the process of god i am not going to cut short the process of god amen. amen hallelujah i want to be in sync with the process of god you can hasten the process of god by the way you can hasten the process of god how how by cherishing it that's right by believing amen we can hasten the coming of the lord how by believing by your anticipation by faith that's right by faith anxiously looking forward for that that's right but never try to bypass the process of god because the the entire process of god is divinely timed to perfection right from the time you sow a seed till the time you harvest it or reap the benefits of that seed the entire process is timed to perfection divinely timed to perfection by god 
Now we on this side of eternity, we on this side of the of heaven, now we sometimes fail to understand how God is timing the whole thing. But like I said, if the farmer can come to terms, if the farmer can move in sync with the timing of God, he will greatly benefit out of it. Amen. There's a process between sowing and reaping, which consists of cherishing, nourishing, resting, waiting, all of which is time to perfection. Amen. All of which must be time to perfection. So the process consists of all this. And some of you say, I've sold enough. I've sold so much in the kingdom. But have you gone with the process that follows the step of sowing? Sowing is only the first step. The first important step. But there, are, there is a, there's an entire process that follows the step of sowing. You got to cherish it. You got to nourish it. You got to wait. You got to rest. And when the crop permits, then you can take the sickle. Amen. Hallelujah. Do not overlook the process. Tell your neighbor, do not overlook the process. Because everything is timed. In the kingdom, everything is timed. Amen. Now you must not take the sickle like last week I said. Now some of you are sowing. Even as you're sowing, you have the sickle in your hand. You're so impatient with the process. You're so impatient. You somehow want to see what is inside the seed. You will not wait for the seed to go down. You will not wait for the seed to be nourished or cherished. All you want to see is your harvest. But there's a season for a farmer when he will not touch the sickle. I'll repeat that one more time. There is a season in every farmer's routine where he will not touch the sickle. And some of you need to learn to lay down your sickle. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, God is speaking to you. Man, you must not take the sickle in your hand before the crop permits. So for this, for this principle to work, for this principle to benefit you, you must avoid two things. One is frustration. Say frustration. That you must avoid. Second one is desperation. Okay. A frustrated farmer can never get the timing right. A frustrated farmer will never get the timing right. A desperate farmer will never be able to stay with the process. So these two things must be far from you when it comes to sowing. When, come, when it comes to waiting on the Lord. You must, you must deal with your frustration. You must put away with your desperation. Tell your neighbor, do not be a frustrated farmer. And I'm telling you, some of them look frustrated. Some of those farmers in the, in the church look so frustrated. Some of those farmers in the kingdom look so desperate. That's why the harvest evades them. Let's look at that parable one more time. Mark chapter 4 verses 26 down. And he was saying, the kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the ground and goes to bed at night and gets up by day. Oh, I love that part. I want to read that one more time. And goes to bed at night and gets up by day. 
one more time so let's read it together and goes to bed at night and gets up by day and the seed sprouts and grows how he himself does not know the earth produces crops by itself first the blade then the head then the mature grain in the head hallelujah man by the way how many of you remember the experiment we initiated last week uh, where is danny the farmer the expert here come come let's take a look at uh, the outcome uh, for those of you who are not here last week we did an experiment we initiated an experiment and this little boy here daniel he helped us with that come he sowed some seeds in front of the church okay uh, i gave him the option to to select uh, to, to put seeds in two different kinds of ground one was the the hard stony ground the rocky ground yeah you take a look at it okay and then we had the good soil the softened moist soil hallelujah okay take a look at it this is what you sowed yeah give a hand for danny may you never forget this may this be a principle that you apply all throughout your life amen, amen? you can go back and sit all right let's let's consider these two grounds okay now so i uh, be depended on paul to follow through with this so paul was helping us every day daily say daily daily uh, he's a diligent farmer himself yeah daily he will come to church in the morning and he will take a photo of the the progress and send it to me and he will water both both the cups he'll water both the cups and it he'll keep it in the sunlight like you know filtered sunlight somewhere close to the windows and the next day morning again he'll come take a look at it take a photograph and send it to me and again he'll pour some water in both the cups uh, on the second day so we sowed on sunday monday went by and tuesday morning on day two it sprouted by the third day we could see more form coming to it by the fourth day fifth day it was coming up and by today see look at this it's come out now it's time for transplanting it into a, into an open space and by the way i was told that he saw some sprouting even inside the 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 rocky soil i'll show the i'll show the the audience because they were also part of this this is the good soil and then let me show the the rocky soil if you look closely you might see one small little sprouting there but it's hardly any life and i'll tell you why that sprouting happened the sprouting can happen because the the rocks were not completely clean of soil so whatever traces of soil the rocks had caused that sprouting to happen because it but it because it was not soil enough or good enough soil or enough soil it couldn't grow past a certain point i hope you are understanding what this experiment is all about and this is about the condition of your heart and that's the hard reality that we must all come to terms with we must all realize this this is the condition of the heart of the people who are sitting inside the church today not just this church wherever churches are gathered in many churches this is this experiment should be done in every church 
so that the people will go back and introspect which soil I was. Now we can add more soil. Now we can keep a cup and not put anything inside it and keep it, drop it outside of it. We can have another cup uh, with some uh, thorny uh, plants in it and try to put, it, put this inside that. We can see all kinds of outcome. Are you with me? Where is your seed? Where, where has your seed fallen? Where have you sown your seed? Have you nourished it? Have you cherished it? Have you, have you understood? This is one of the most simple, the most simplest, uh, the simplest of principles that you can ever learn from the scriptures. The most simple of it all. To the point that if somebody were to preach from the parable of the sower, you all will be like, yeah, we've heard of it, heard of it many times. But I'm telling you, this is foundational. This is foundational. In fact, because we despise the gravity of this word, we miss out on many things. We miss out on many things. I hope this explains. I hope this explains as to why to some of you things are not changing. I hope this explains. I hope this explains to you. To some of you. Why things are not moving? I hope this explains why there is hardly any evidence of growth or life. God is reminding you, you need to work on the soil of your heart. Say soil of my heart. You got to see your heart as a, a fertile ground, a soil. You need to work on the soil of your ground. You got to crush the earthy, the, 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 the rocky ground within your heart. Got to crush it and replace it as much as possible with some good fertile soil, moist. In other words, your unbelieving heart must be replaced with a believing heart. Your, your heart of stone must be replaced with a heart of flesh. Your unresponsive heart and, and attitude towards God's word. This is something, this is serious. This is, a, this is a disease that I, I so hate in the church. Your unresponsive attitude towards God's word must change. Now throw your sophistication away. Throw your uh, uh, spiritual pride away. Throw your I know it all attitude away. Understand this, this is critical for your life. Man, critical. This is critical. When your unresponsive heart must be replaced with a responsive heart, your attitude to God's word must undergo a radical change. You know, last week, uh, you know, I, I mentioned about uh, the personality of God's word. Say personality of God's word. God's word has a personality. You know, like a VIP would come to this place and you would all probably stand up to your feet or uh, you know, do something to acknowledge the person's presence in this place. Say a minister say a, a bureaucrat, say a police officer, uh, a teacher, a scientist, I don't know. Maybe a film star. Those are VIPs. But how would you respond? How are you responding to God's word? When God's word is being preached, what's your body language? What's your body language? 
Now, even if, listen, even if you're listening to, if, even if you're saying that you listen to most of it, okay, for the sake of justifying your attitude, even if you were to say that you've listened to most of it, but if you've missed out on some of it, you still stand to lose. Because man shall live by, say every word, every word, say every word, say every word. Someone must say every word. Every word. Every word. Your attitude to God's word is so important. That's right. That's the difference between success and failure. That's the difference between, that's the difference, a difference. That's what distinguishes between success and failure. Your attitude to God's word. Amen. Now you can pay attention to anything else in life, but you can't pay attention to God's word for one hour. You can stay awake for your work, you can stay awake for entertainment, you can stay awake for uh, having good time, but you cannot stay awake for God's word. That's right, your seed is being stolen, it's falling by the wayside. It's falling upon unintended ground unprepared ground you don't cherish the personality of God's word now, this is serious you know, this is serious you now I told you last week you know one thing that you know I remember if you remember uh, I quoted uh, Benny Hinn uh, mentioning this in an interview uh, somebody asked him in all your years of ministry where have you see, uh, seen the um, the spirit of God being prevented from manifesting uh, you know you know what is it what prevents the holy spirit from moving in a place he said empty chairs in the front he said he's noticed it many times to the point that he refuses to minister when there are empty chairs in the front so when i said this i'm expecting the empty chairs in the front to be filled up that's the responding to god's word okay now i give it time maybe that word needed some time to manifest I gave it one week to see whether today the morning there will be empty chairs in the front. There were many empty chairs in the front. Thank God for all the new people who came. Huh? Who had to, who were forced to occupy the empty chairs in the front. The latecomers were forced to occupy the empty chairs in the front. Something is wrong here. Something is terribly wrong. What are we talking about? Who are we dealing with? Who are we dealing with? Now, if you don't understand the word as a personality, that the word is a person, you've missed out on the power of the word in your life. If you take the word for granted, you're taking God for granted. If you don't cherish the preaching of God's word, you're not cherishing God. Revival happens... When the church pays heed to God's word. That's right. When the word is placed on the throne. In fact, when we read uh, from the Old Testament accounts where revival took place. What, what were they doing? They, they had a, a, a wooden platform for the, for the man of God to stand up and, and read from the law of God. That's right. 
a throning has to happen to god's word you got to give god's word the primary place in your church in your home in your life in your marriage do not compromise with this don't, don't don't allow complacency when it comes to god's word let's read from luke chapter 8 hallelujah say personality say god's word is a person you must be in love with god's word so wisdom is a person do you know that wisdom is personified in god's word we were dealing with wisdom and we came to this this section of of the of of speaking and 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 then we came to seed principle it's all same all the same thing wisdom is personified it's a person his name is jesus amen hallelujah Luke chapter 8 verses 11 to 15 now the parable is this the seed is the word of god those beside the road this is the other parable the parable of the sower the seed is the word of god so the seed is the word of god i hope you all know the seed is the word of god amen those beside the road are those who have heard those beside the road are those who have heard then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart it went it fall it fell by the wayside they've heard it they came to church they came to church but they allowed the devil to come and take away the word from their heart because there was no cherishing there was no agreeing to god's word you the first step in this principle is you cherish god's word amen that you agree say agree you agree to god's word you believe in what was spoken to you if you can't get that right the rest of the steps will not follow the process is terminated prematurely so that they will not believe and be saved those on the rocky soil are those who when they hear receive the word with joy and these have no firm root no firm root that's why it's not coming up that's why it's not say so it's not coming up it's not going to come up it wants to come up it wants to come up but it's not coming up you know why because there is no firm ground for the root they believe for a while say for a while so for a while you will see some evidence for a while they believe for a while but there is no nourishing of god's word so there is in a time of temptation it falls away the ground was not right they believe they try to believe for a while but in a time of temptation when some some temptations came by it falls away it dries up say dries up the seed which fell among the thorns these are the ones who have heard and as they go on their way they are choked with the worries and riches and pleasures of this life not just worries but also riches and pleasures of this life If you're choosing the riches and pleasures of this life you've made the wrong choice. Only the preacher man is agreeing with me. If you have chosen if you have chosen the riches and pleasures of this life if your choice is money and not God you've made the wrong choice. Made the wrong choice. You've made a terrible choice. 
the seed which fell among the thorns these are the ones who have heard and as they go on their way they are choked with worries and riches say money say rupees say dollars euros that's right say euros worries and riches always go together they always go together if you don't have the right perspective about riches they always go together if you place riches on your throne on the throne of your life worry will sit with it but if you treat your riches like slave then god is on the throne riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity oh just think about it it was sown probably fell on a better soil than the rocky ground and all but what to do there is no clearing of the the ground which was done before the seeds were sown there's no clearing there's no preparation done there's no alertness in the time of sowing so what happened it sprouted they heard they believed for a while but after some time say riches say worries say pleasures of this life you want pleasures of this life or the pleasures of the life to come man your choice your choice the pleasures of this life are momentary say momentary it's fleeting it is fleeting you will get that momentary high you will get that momentary ecstasy you will get that momentary gratification but the pleasures of god are forevermore forevermore eternal amen the eternal weight of glory the eternal weight of glory we heard about the weight of glory this morning talked about the weight of his goodness amen the weight say weight say weight the weight say heavy god wants to bless you with a heavy pleasure god wants to bless you with heavy pleasure that will not fly away the pleasures of this world are fleeting gone with the wind that's why moses chose to bear the reproach of christ than to embrace the riches of this world the pleasures of sin but the seed in the good soil these are the ones who have heard okay let's go back one more time they are choked with worries and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity oh. one wrong choice and you become a premature product one wrong choice and you become a premature product good for nothing they choked with worries and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity but the seed in the good soil these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest say honest god wants honesty in your heart man when you are listening to god's word don't pretend don't pretend that's why if 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 the spirit of the lord puts something in your heart as the word is being ministered if you feel like crying out of guilt go ahead cry repent before god don't wait for the next service don't wait till you get home and close the door 
revival will take place revival will take place when people respond to god's word with honesty honesty oh let's bring back honesty when you come to church come with honesty come with an honest heart when you sit to listen to god's word come with an on sit with an honest heart when you open the bible for your quiet time sit with an honest heart don't pretend before god don't pretend before god your life is at stake your future is at stake if you pretend to god you can fool everybody you can fool your dad and mama you can fool your brother your sister you can fool your friends you can fool your pastor but you cannot fool god he desires truth in the innermost beings he desires that truth in the innermost beings seed in the good soil these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart only god can make your heart good only the spirit of god can make your heart good and hold it fast not drop it on the way hold it fast not the ones who change their minds often but hold it fast tell your neighbor hold it fast tell your neighbor don't change your mind be steadfast immovable man immovable steadfast holding fast with a firm grip the word of god must be in your heart and you must hold it with a firm grip you're not going to let go of that this is all that i have and i'm going to hold on for dear life amen and god will honor you for that god will come through for that amen it is better than a thousand friends one word from god is better than a thousand friends and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance say perseverance say perseverance in a process if you if you want to go through a process one thing that you need is perseverance patience perseverance endurance you're going to hold it fast i'm not going to drop it I'm not going to drop it. I'm not going to let go. You know, one of the things that we teach little children, and I do that even now with my children. You know, I tell them if I want to give them something precious, something breakable, something that is expensive or breakable, I tell them, "Careful. Careful. Don't drop it." You know, they would have probably handled something like that 100 times, but as a parent, you will still say, "Careful." because you want them to come to know the come to understand the importance of being careful when it comes to handling breakable things now my my son is 11 my daughter is uh, first one is 7 and the young and the youngest is 5 i tell all three of them careful they might have taken the the bottle out of the fridge i'll say careful be careful don't drop it God's word, don't drop it. It's 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 rich, say rich. It's expensive, say expensive. It is precious. You don't want to drop something that is precious. Hold it fast. Hold it fast. You tell tell your children, hold it tightly, firmly. Hallelujah. Last week. Uh, Last week Nisha was doing 
some work in the garden in the vegetable garden i was sitting with her and she was doing the work i was just observing as always yeah i like to see what she is doing so i just i was sitting with her and she was asking me like you know telling me that she is sowing something uh, to the ground which she had prepared she prepared a small patch of ground to sow some seeds and she cleared the ground she tilled the soil and uh, she moistened it, it with water before she sowed some seeds upon that soil the seeds were inside a pouch say pouch remember last time when we opened the seed and gave to danny he took it out from a pouch say pouch so you get seeds in pouches today yeah so th- the seed was given in a pouch and then she prepared a small patch of ground and cleared it took all the rocks away the hard hard uh, muck and mire away and then she tilled it a little bit poured some water to moisten it soften it and then she sowed these seeds took the seeds out of the pouch and sowed these seeds onto the onto the ground suddenly i realized the seed needs soil the seed which was kept in the pouch never sprouted almost every seed needs soil in fact even scientists say for a seed to germinate there must be good seed to soil contact in fact the reason why we saw sprouting even in this rocky ground is because there are some presence little presence of soil because it was not washed before we did this experiment little presence of soil the seed needs soil by now we know that the seed is a miracle we know that it contains the mystery of life but observation will teach us that a seed left to itself will not produce anything but a seed needs soil for almost every seed germination is dependent on a good seed to soil contact because it's a soil which stimulates the life in the seed to manifest it's a soil which stimulates the life within the seed to manifest yes the seed is powerful it contains life but for the life within the seed to manifest it needs the stimulus of the soil almost every seed needs soil to sprout god's word needs your heart god's word needs the soil of your heart to bear to come forth it is not enough that you heard a good sermon with your ears it is not enough that you read a good passage of the bible with your eyes the word that you received must go deep into your heart and settle and make contact with the soil of your heart for it to germinate and produce and bring forth many christians does not they don't understand this 
Yes, are you going to church? Yes, we, we went to the church. Uh, you heard the sermon? Yes, I heard the sermon. Did you have your quiet time? Yes, I had the quiet time. But what is the word doing in your life? Has it went all the way down in your heart? Or have you quickly forgotten the word which you received? If the word goes deep in your heart, you will respond to your word, to the word of God. If the word has gone deep in your heart, it will take root in your heart. Unless you have presented your heart to God's word, say nothing. Say nothing. Say nothing loudly. Nothing is going to happen. Unless you present your heart, your ready heart, your believing heart, your honest heart. Say honest heart. Your good heart. Unless you present your good, honest, believing, prepared, willing, ready, obedient heart to the word of God. Nothing is going to happen. Not a thing. That's right. They honor me with their lips. Their ears have become dull of hearing. But their hearts are far. Say far. How far is your heart from God? Is it near to God? Have you placed your heart near to God? Have you placed your heart near to God? How ready is your heart? So every promise, say every promise. Every promise needs an environment. Say environment. Like every seed needs soil. Every promise of God needs an environment of faith to result in a miracle. Amen. You want a miracle. You want to see a miracle from the promise which God gave you. And you are wondering why. Why it is not coming. I will tell you why. You have not presented an environment for that promise of God. To manifest as a miracle in your life. Every prophecy, say prophecy. Oh, we all love prophecies. You know, I like the excitement when somebody is prophesying over you. Every prophecy needs a believing and cherishing heart to come into fulfillment. If it's a personal prophecy. There are prophecies that are personal. There are prophecies which are general. There are prophecies about nations. There are prophecies that are unconditional. But I'm talking about personal prophecy which comes to you. Every prophetic word which comes to you must be cherished with a willing, obedient, responsive heart for, us to, for it to come to fulfillment. Say the seed is powerful. But unless it is cast on the soil, it's going to remain as it is. Because it's the soil that stimulates the life out of the seed. No, I was reading, I, I wanted to read something and I wanted to make sure that it was scientific, okay? So I was reading something and this uh, article said, seeds generally, look at the next word, all right? Seeds generally wake up, say wake up. Seeds generally wake up and germinate when the soil moisture and the soil temperature conditions are favorable for them to grow. One more time. Seeds generally Wake up. Say wake up. Wake up and germinate when the soil moisture and the soil temperature conditions are favorable for them. Some of those seeds are still sleeping. Some of those seeds which have fallen in your heart are still sleeping. It can only wake up if the soil moisture and the soil temperature conditions are favorable for the seed to germinate.
Otherwise, the word is not going to profit you. Say profit. God sends his word that we may profit out of it. God sends his word to us that we may profit out of the word. But if you're not going to respond to God's word, and if you're not going to present a good soil of your heart to God's word, you are not going to profit out of God's word. There are a lot of unprofiting Christians in the church today. There are a lot of Christians running on a loss. There are a lot of Christians who are running on a loss. You know why? Because of the, what we just said. The seed is not waking up. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 1 and 2. Therefore let us fear if, while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you may seem to have come short of it. For indeed, we have we've had the good news preached to us, just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them, because it was not united by faith in those who heard. You can hear a lot of word. Tell your neighbor, you can hear a lot of word. A lot, say a lot of word. Sammadiju, you, you have heard a lot of words. Say Sammadiju. Sammadiju, you've heard a lot of words. You, 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 you've been to so many Bible studies. You've attended so many church meetings. Agreed. Sammadiju. But is it profiting you? Is the word profiting you? You may be a Christian for so long. But is God's word profiting you every single time? Look at this is a warning, say a warning. I like warnings in God's word. You know, not many people like to preach warnings, but I love to preach warnings. Therefore, let us fear. Say, let us fear. Let us fear. Let us fear if, while a promise remains. There's a promise that has come to you, but let us fear. That's very strange, right? Very strange construction in God's word. Let us fear while a promise remains. Why should we fear when a promise remains with us? The fear is not concerning the, the situation to which the promise came. The fear is concerning whether you have received it right and cherishing it and nourishing it so that you will not come short of it. Amen? Say fear. Tell your neighbor fear. Say fear. Hallelujah. Sometimes we look at people and you go like, oh man, that's a dreaded place to be. That's frightening to see. Some of them may fall short of the promises of God. For indeed we have had good news preached to us just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them. Because it was not united by faith in those who heard. Let us, let us have these kind of warnings in the church. Warn the believer. Warn the believer about the peril of coming short of the promise. Hello. Nobody feels like, oh, that's not an exciting sermon to do. And I bless you with this kind of sermons. Bless you with more of these kind of sermons. Warn the believer of the peril of coming short of the promise. Warn them. It is God's word.
tell the people warming the pew in the church or warming the chair in the church will not profit them tell god's people tell god's people just because you sit on your chair every sunday doesn't mean that you're going to see the fulfillment of god's promises in your life when is the last time somebody in the church warned you about coming short of a promise when is the last time somebody in the church warned you regarding coming short of a promise when is the last time you heard a warning about the word not profiting you because you're of your careless attitude today i want to warn you from the pulpit i want to warn you from the pulpit there is a danger of missing out there is a danger of coming short when the promise remains not when the promise has not come when the promise remains there is a danger of coming short of the word and i want to warn everybody in the church you can decide what to do with the warning unless you regard god's word highly say highly and continually cherish it you are not going anywhere close to what it says about you unless you regard god's word highly and continually cherish it you're not going anywhere close to what god's word says about you i've told you before god's word has the power to make you what it says about you it has got the potential to make you what it says about you it has the potential to make you the description which it which gives which it gives you concerning your life but if you're not going to cherish it if you're not going to regard it highly it's not going to happen some of you are wishing oh we we should have been to some of the church today this is so discouraging how can the preacher be so discouraging on a sunday church is the only place for some encouragement for those who take it this is encouragement for you you know that this is the greatest source of encouragement i am being encouraged even as i am instructing myself in god's word this is the greatest source of encouragement that comes comes your way if you can respond right to god's word it is encouragement it might be correction it might be instruction it might be warning but it is encouragement if you take it right you'll be like the wise man who built his house on the rock that's encouragement for you amen i'm only giving you rock i'm only showing you the rock upon which you can build that's encouragement tell me but take god's word to heart take god's word to heart take it to heart take it to heart tell him take it to heart take it to heart mark 6:52 and he got into the boat with them and the wind stopped and they were greatly astonished for they had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves and their heart was hardened no insight what happened the loaves incident took place one of the one of the miracles i wish one one miracle that i keep going back to the feeding of the the multitude the one incident i wish i could i i, I wish i was there to see it. it 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 intrigues me it 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 just ministers so much to me the, the bible says they gained no insight how how could they have missed it an insight from the loaves incident 
because their hearts were hardened that's right they saw the sowing in it that's right the little boy the sowing was there even then they didn't understand it the seed needs to become one with the fertile soil that's right united with faith the soil is faith a heart full of faith is a soil you have to unite it with faith the word needs to fuse into your heart full of faith for it to produce something you I'll repeat that one more time the word of god which came to you must fuse say fuse with your heart full of faith to for it to produce something maintain a good soil seed contact contact amen maintain a good soil and seed contact it's very important for germination if your heart is disconnected from the word you're not maintaining a good contact hallelujah absolutely in fact i was about to go into a passage i was contemplating that's when you brought this up the devil wants to fill your heart with all sorts of things see even as god is sowing in your heart or god is giving you word to sow in your own life in your own heart the devil is also sowing in your heart that's why we see the tares and the weeds come up that's why we see the, see the tares and the weeds come up in some of your cases the the tares and the weeds are growing faster than in some of your cases the the tares and the weeds are growing faster it's a dangerous sight to see and one of the instructions we are learning the seed principle one of the instructions god has given in conjunction with the seed principle which we see in god's word is found in leviticus chapter 19 leviticus chapter 19 this will this should set you free and this should put an end to your dilemmas this should put an end to your waiting this should correct you give you progress and make you prosper in life look uh, leviticus chapter 19 and verse 19 leviticus 19 verse 19 you are to keep my statutes you shall not breed together two kinds of your cattle you shall not sow your field with two kinds of seed no wear a garment upon you of two kinds of material mixed together so that did you see that you can you, you must not breed two types of cattle try to cross breed two types of animals you must not sow two different kinds of seed on the same ground god is opposed to it today the problem is you are allowing so much of sowing to happen outside of god's word and you're expecting just because you came to church everything is going to be okay i'm sorry i have news to tell you it's not going to be okay god is opposed to that kind of a farming attitude he is not from that school of thought and some of you might be like so used to that what's wrong a little bit of church a little bit of the world a little bit of christian music a little bit of worldly music a little bit of that a little bit of this it's not going to work i'm sorry it's not going to work it is not going to work 
you cannot serve two masters either you serve god or you serve mammon so that also is not going to work the sowing of god and the sowing of mammon together is a uh, god despises it god despises it god is opposed to that idea you got to clear your ground you have to decide for yourself what are you going to sow into your ground be a smart farmer be an intelligent farmer with some insight don't mix the seeds you will do more damage to your cultivation by mixing up the seeds god has instructed us don't put two kinds of seed in the same ground in the same soil today what all we allow sunday you come to church ah huh? conflicting i would even say leaning more towards the confusing side of things and not to god's word not to god's word why because on a sunday you come to church and you are sleepy you are disinterested you are forced to stay through the sermon you don't cherish what is being spoken you are allowing the seed to fall all over the place there is no gathering of seeds and on a monday you go to some other place maybe your your gang of friends you kind you have all kinds of conversations there on a tuesday you listen to that garbage on a wednesday you see that on a thursday you indulge in this on a friday you don't know where you are by saturday you're on your on the floor crawling and sunday somebody will pick you up and bring to church and you expect the word to come to pass in your life it will not the word is a personality the word is a personality it's a person needs to be regarded highly you cannot treat the word as some second class citizen somewhere no christians are guilty of this we are guilty of this we are guilty of this and that's the reason why we go through so much of struggle it is an anomaly for a christian to be in struggles do you know that it is an anomaly it is it's abnormal say abnormal it is abnormal for a christian to stay in troubles you can face troubles but to stay in troubles all your life is an anomaly it is not god's plan for you you are not called to live a life of mediocrity you're not called to live a life of failures one failure to the next and always saying failure is a stepping stone to success the bible does not say that you're called to live a life of success if you don't turn to the left or to the right but if you're careful to do according to god's word he will give you success you shall have success and you shall prosper in everything that you do who will make that's right who will make his way prosperous you will make your way prosperous that's right you will make your way prosperous but what all circus we do because we serve a kind pavam god say pavam god telling you the 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 the, the bible warns us the scripture will testify against you now that bible says that that the scripture will testify against you Yes, he is merciful. He is kind. We talked about it today. The merciful, the the kindness of God, the severity of God. We 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 saw the so two extremes, but we often forget the severity of God. 
he's a he's a he's a pavam god but not the way you have defined pavam he's rich in mercy rich in mercy there is forgiveness with him that he may be feared how can forgiveness and fear go hand in hand that's the god that we serve and here we are you know flipping through the pages of the bible and having the mobile phone after some time you are not in the bible you are on the phone scrolling 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 doing nothing where is the word falling by the wayside that's right you are lost in internet traffic that's right no one connection which must not be broken for the rest of your life for the entirety of your life is the connection that that you have with the holy spirit Amen. you must be able to hear him i tell people you must be able to hear him even when you are in the middle of a crowd that that's how personal our god is that's how personal our god is man hallelujah Now we must be we must be on each other's cases correcting you see slackness yeah be bold to correct be bold to correct be bold to correct a believer go up to him or her risk your friendship risk your relationship for the sake of gaining that person for Christ and getting him or her with you to eternity risk it and correct the person in love tell the person this is not good going this is not good going this is not the right sign there is no mixing of faith with god's word and we have so many blind people in the church leading the blind That's right love does not rejoice in unrighteousness if you're the kind of person who guards a friendship in spite of seeing unrighteousness that is not love that is something else that's a dirty kind of love not god's kind of love now looking back i cherish all the people who had who were bold enough to tell me when i was wrong i cherish them I have loved their company and I praise God I have stayed with some of them the ones who have corrected me today we see this disease in the church a heaping of a teachers according to your desires wanting to be with the kind of people that will always be like go for it go for it do that do that clapping tickling your ears God's word where is God's word Say correction. Say correction. Oh, allow, allow the word of God to correct you. Allow the word of God to prune you. If there is no word in what you're doing, quit. Say quit. I'll say it one more time. If there is no word to back what you're doing, quit. Don't quit on God. Quit on unrighteousness. Quit on selfishness.
that's right when we have god's word backing us in what we do we will prosper in whatever we do if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish like given to you but the question is are you abiding in god is his word abiding in you stay away from people who don't cherish god's word stay away from people who don't cherish god's word now if you're going to keep them company it must be only to tell them you must cherish god's word that's right you must be the salty presence in every conversation that's right you must be the salty presence in every discussion every conversation you are with your friends you are the salt you are the salt what have you brought to the table salt i brought salt i add flavor without you it's tasteless hallelujah praise god it you i am the one who preserves this friendship why because i present word without me there is no preservation of this friendship so if you don't want me you are saying okay let's break this friendship because you are about the word you are about the word you must be about the word you must be about the word you must be a word person you must be a word person celebrating god's word your conversation must be centered around what did god say discuss take notes encourage correct second timothy chapter 4 in verse 2 preach the word i i i was really hoping that you will jump preach the word be ready in season and out of season reprove rebuke exhort with great patience and instruction for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but wanting to have their ears tickled they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires when people are distancing from you this is the reason if you're a word person if people are distancing from you this is the only reason they want to accumulate for themselves teachers who are in accordance to their own desires you are not about their own desires you are about god's desire for them amen you must be about god's desire for other people you must be poured out as a drink offering we we spoke about that on friday you must be poured out poured out as a drink offering as a sacrifice amen for the service of the faith of god's people pour out hallelujah are you blessed yes. are you blessed yes. hallelujah let there be a a shift a radical shift a radical shift in the way we approach god's word man god desires for some of you to be to be used in this manner full of god wants to shut your bones with fire word of god in your bones like fire that you're wary of holding it back now even amongst the people who are like you know friends to you and even amongst the people to whom you are shy of opening up god's word <coughs> god wants to bless you with this condition to shut your bones with the word of god as with fire that you are wary of holding it back amen hallelujah may you feel the heat within amen may you feel the heat within god bless you with that be sensitive to that amen that you will not hold it back you understand your what the reason you are feeling weary is because you have word which you have to speak forth 
Amen. You have to sow it. This is the opportune time to sow it. That's right. Hearts on fire. Say hearts on fire. May your hearts be on fire. May you feel the heat deep within you. Amen. When you stand up to teach, let there be an unction in the spirit to tell them something from God's word. Psalm 138 and verse 2. I will bow down toward thy holy temple and give thanks to thy name for thy loving kindness and thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word according to all thy name. Amen. The word has been magnified according to all of God's name, according to all of God's character, according to all of God's reputation. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So when you, when you are hearing God's word, it's God's, God's reputation is backing it. Amen. God is standing on that. God is standing on that. Now resolve. That you will, you will be, see I, I believe God is calling you. Today God is calling you to be a person who will be, who will resolve, who will make a decision to fight against complacency when it comes to God's word. You will not tolerate it in your church. You will not tolerate it in your settings, in your home. You will not tolerate a complacency to God's word. Jeremiah 20 and verse 9. But if I say I will not remember him or speak anymore in his name, then in my heart it becomes like a burning fire. Shut up in my bones. And I'm wary of holding it in. And I cannot endure it. God bless you with this. May God bless you with this. May God bless you with this. Hallelujah. May you always feel the heat within you. The urge to speak forth God's word. Amen. Let, let Resign from every other pursuit in life. Resign. Quit everything else in life. But give yourself to this one call of God to be a person who will not hold back what God wants you to speak. I've called you as a prophet to the nations to build and to uproot, to plant and to destroy. Place my word upon your tongue, upon your lip. Man, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How old are you, Abel? 14. This word is for you. This word is for you. Be like this in your class. Yeah, speak God's word. Do not be shy. God will make you bold. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. The Lord said to me, Do not say, I'm, I'm a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Man, receive this, receive this, receive this. And then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Man, some of your children are called for that. You might not even be considering it right now, but I want to tell you, God has seen you for that. God has seen you for that. To impact nations with God's word. For that you must have a zeal for God's word. Unlike for anything else. A zeal for God's word. Be bold. If God is sending you somewhere, may it be for God's word. 
May it be to declare God's word. If you get a stage, may it be to declare God's word. If you get an opening, may it be to declare the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't, don't try to guard what you gain in the flesh. Don't try to guard what you gain in the flesh. Those who sow to the spirit will reap in the spirit. Those who sow in the flesh will reap in the how do you want to reap? The spirit. Then you got to sow in the spirit. The spirit. What will, what will a man gain if he loses his own soul? Yet gains the whole world. There's nothing to profit outside of God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give thanks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We love you. We love you. Word of God. We love you. Holy Spirit, we love you. We love you. Thank you, Lord, for being so personal to us. Now, some of you might consider, oh, that was too harsh. But God was being very personal with you. He was being very personal with you. He was being very open with you. The word of God doesn't have anything to hide. The word of God desires an intimate relationship with you. Discerning the thoughts and intentions of your heart. Dividing between the joint of bone and marrow. Of soul and spirit. Amen. That's the kind of relationship that the word of God. God himself desiring with you. That you may be open. Honest. Say honest. Honest. God wants you to be honest. And with a good heart towards God's word. This morning God has done something very special in your life. If you can respond to God's word, do something. Do something to express your, your reception of God's word. Do something to mark this day, to mark this moment. If you want to go on your knees, go on your knees. If you want to cry out loud, cry out loud. If you want to fall prostrate, fall prostrate. If you want to cry, just cry. Do this, do something. It's a mark of your commitment to this word which you received today. Make a decision. Go out from this place resolute. Committed to the cause of God's word. Even as we learn the seed is, is powerful. It's full of life. God is counting on your heart. God is expecting your heart to be the soil. The soil. Which can wake up the seed. The seed of God's word in your heart needs an awakening. If you can provide an environment for that prophecy which you receive. If you can provide an environment for the, for the promise which you are holding on to. You will see the fulfillment. You will see the fulfillment. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless your name. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for ministering to us, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Give you glory. Give you praise. May your word continue to take effect. Thank you, Pa. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Amen. The Lord just uh, reminded me to share something before I close. When a seed germinates, what comes out first? What comes out first? It's a root. Okay? The root comes out first. Because the first thing that is required for a sapling or a seedling is to firmly establish itself in the ground. The root will come forth when the when the seed the cover of the seed becomes moist and warm enough it breaks causing this the the root to come come forth come down and and make a grip on the ground and hold firmly onto the ground and then comes then comes the the shoot that's right the shoot now some of you are wondering why no head no grain no no leaf but the lord is saying you are in that stage where the root is going deeper the root is going deeper and holding on to the ground firmly is about time just a matter of time the shoot will come forth amen amen hallelujah keep holding on keep holding on thank you father hello this is nishad dilipkoshi i'm sure this podcast has blessed you Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.